Hello, hello. I'm your host, Andrew Wishmeyer, one of the team members here at Proclaim Cuba. Today on the show, we have someone with a tremendous sense of adventure and loves to travel. Her journeys have led her down many different paths. She's a, a wife, a mom. She's been an actor, a journalist, a store owner, and a travel blogger, just to name a few. She's also the source of one of the most amazing phone calls about Cuba I've ever received. And we have so much to talk about today. So welcome to the program, Cheryl Finley Ketchum. Thank you so much. Well, that's quite an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it truly was. It was truly one of those. And we'll we'll talk about it uh, a little bit later. But before we do that, we want to get into um, just a little bit about, tell us about who you are, where you live, because you're not in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, your background, your family, and, and maybe even your church family. Thank you. Currently, I live in Smithfield, Virginia. My husband was in the Navy for over for about 30 years. And that's what brought us here to Virginia. And we loved it so much. We decided to stay, but actually you might say I'm a native of Texas. I graduated from Texas A&M. My oldest daughter lives in Houston and I have a lot of family in Texas, including some in the Dallas area. But yes, I've been here for, oh, I guess about 23 years now. And I belong to Harvest Fellowship Baptist Church here in Smithfield. Three grown children, like I said, one is in Texas, two are in the Pacific Northwest in Oregon and Washington State. My mom's up there too, but then all the other relatives are pretty much in Texas. (laughs) All the more reason to travel, right? Yes, and come see you in Texas also. (laughs) Yeah, so you might say I'm an empty nester now, and even though I'm running my own store, there's that empty hole inside of me because the kids aren't here, but actually I have discovered a way to fill that hole with children in Cuba. So really oh, enjoying so there. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that about Cheryl's heart. She's she's found uh, where God wants her right now. So we'll talk a little bit about that. So I mentioned that Cheryl was the source of one of the most amazing phone calls I've ever received regarding Cuba. And so I'll give you the opportunity to tell us how you see Cuba And then what caused you to make that call to us at Proclaim Cuba after you returned? Back in February, I decided I wanted to go on a fun trip to Cuba. I didn't know why I wanted to go to Cuba. I didn't know anything about Cuba. I just knew they had cigars and old cars. And that's about the extent (laughs) of Cuba, maybe some salsa dancing, but I knew nothing about Cuba. And I really didn't know why. And people were asking me, "Why why do you want to go to Cuba? And I go, I don't know. I guess God will tell me once I'm there. I really didn't know why. I just knew I wanted to go. So I convinced a friend from church to go and her husband and daughter joined and we joined a small group, um, 10 day tour of Cuba. And while I was there, we visited a school. It wasn't a Christian school. It was a performing arts school run by the government. And just all of a sudden I just started crying. I just felt this over overwhelming sense of, I don't know what it was, connection maybe. I have a theater background. I've got a daughter who graduated in visual arts, and this was a performing arts school. And the first song these kids danced to was the song that my daughter walked down the aisle to at her wedding. And there was just all these little connections being made. And I just started bawling. And everybody else is laughing and having a good time and dancing. And I'm over there just soaking wet, just crying. And I got back on the bus afterwards and asked our tour guide, how can I help the people of Cuba? I feel like I am being drawn to help the people of Cuba. And I did, 
he said, well, when we get back to the States, why don't you shoot me an email and we'll figure out something. I was like, okay, that sounds great. Well, I got back to States, shot him an email and I didn't hear anything back for the longest time. So I thought, well, let me just try figuring out a way. So I started hunting down um, missionaries. I couldn't find a missionary, just started asking at church. They didn't know anybody. So I got on the web and found you. I found Proclaim Cuba. And, and in the meantime, after I found you, my friend did email me back. He wasn't ignoring me. He just, his wife had had surgery. Um, she had her thyroid removed. And after talking to you, I found out that Proclaim Cuba has a great medical ministry and I've had my thyroid removed. So I knew that she needed medication every day for the rest of her life. So we were able to work out something where we could bring her medication. And you invited me along on that second trip that I took to Cuba just a couple of months later. Rest is history. Now I've been three times this year. So <laughs> yeah, that's really amazing that you've been three times. It seems like a long time, right? But you, you've actually been. So Cheryl and I actually got to go on a trip together uh, with Cornerstone Baptist Church out of Texas here. And, and that was just a phenomenal trip. We were able to bring 800 pounds of medical supplies and we did a, a small construction project. We visited people in their homes with some gift bags. Cheryl brought uh, a ton of stuff for the gift bags, everything from fun candy to some really necessary necessary meat. I mean, it sounds sounds strange, but uh, the food items that she brought were really, really cherished down there. It was just wonderful to see her heart. It was wonderful to see how she had connected with Cuba and really desired to serve the people of Cuba like we do. So a very like-minded and like-hearted person that we saw in Cheryl. And it's just been really fun to get to know her. We have since been up to visit her. We've uh, got to do a, a CBN interview uh, up there while we were there with our pastor from Cuba, Pastor Alamino. And so... That one is available on the web. If you look under Global Lane at CBN, you'll find that on the 14th of September is when we did that interview. So, And Cheryl arranged all that. That was just a cold call that she did to CBN. So fantastic. The things that have happened as a result of her just going to Cuba and her connecting to us. So we are truly blessed by that. So she returned and she called me. And like I said, that was just, it, it was amazing. It was so fun and invited her to come along on the trip. And, and as, as we say, she's been three times, she's connected with some of our churches in Havana and it's just been a beautiful thing. So, uh, and as you saw, Cheryl, our ministries in Cuba are really building on our four pillars of evangelism, discipleship, training, and community support. So how did you see those ministries down there? How did you see those within the churches while you were in Cuba with us? Well, one thing I was really surprised about was just how on fire the people are for God down there in Cuba. Mm -hmm. Being in a communist country, I wasn't sure, you know, how you could even have churches in Cuba, but the churches are growing, they're on fire. Um, the going to a church service there was just amazing. I mean, I just gave me goosebumps. It was just, people were just, you could just see the love um, for God in those services. And I've been enjoy enjoying learning about how they're raising up new pastors, um, got to visit a seminary there, got to see um, even just like the, the pastors underneath the main pastor, they're bringing them up to fill in their positions in the future. Um, they're teaching the children. Um, they're working with youth and, and young ladies and young adults. They've got theater programs, dance programs. Um, it's just amazing what's happening over there in Cuba. And I really connected with, um, 
with my friend Yaima now. Um, I met her on our second trip and she's just really been instrumental in starting a Saturday morning program there in Havana um, where the children come, they get fed breakfast. They get, um, they get a lot of love. Um, schools there, um, you know, the teachers all make the same salary. Uh, they don't have the supplies they need. They lose motivation. And um, so they actually, through this Aprendo program, um, well, it's called different things at different places, but Aprendo Moss is what she calls it. Um, they reinforce what the children learn during the school week. So they have their curriculum. So kind of gives the kids a leg up. Um, they get to learn with very enthusiastic volunteer teachers. And then um, of course they incorporate Bible songs and Bible studies too. And the children just are excited to go to school on a Saturday, which is amazing because most kids don't want to go back to school on their, um, on their Saturdays, but these kids are just eager to learn and eager to see the teachers. The teachers greet them with hugs and handshakes and high fives. And it's just been wonderful to see how they're trying to raise up the, the young children. And of course, when you re reach the children, you also reach the families. Um, so just seeing that love and the joy is just overwhelming. This last trip I took actually brought school supplies um, for the school and they're beginning of the school year and just things like markers and pencils and crayons and um, just joy the kids got out of seeing those brand new school supplies that our kids get excited about at the beginning of the school year. These kids don't usually see this and they were just so excited, all the bright colors and such. So it was such a wonderful experience to be part of it. They kept thanking me, but I was the one that was getting the blessing. You know, I just got such a huge blessing from seeing that. So Absolutely. It's been, uh, it's been fun to talk to you about uh, your, your trip down there in, in uh, that was what the end of August, I guess, was it? Yeah. Was end it? of August, yeah. beginning of September. Yeah, um, yeah. God's it was laughing. hot down there, right? Yeah. God's laughing <laughs> um, because he knows how much I can't stand the heat. I am not a person who likes heat. Yeah. And so I go during the hottest part of the year during yeah. hurricane season, uh -huh. I went by myself this time with three suitcases, a backpack, a um, a roll on carry on and a fishing vest with pockets full of stuff. <laughs> but, uh, not a great time. I really, I really had a great time. I'm glad I didn't get, uh, stopped at any security along the way with all my stuff. But right. <laughs> well, I'm convinced that God protects people from the heat when they go down there. Cause it can get, it can get rough in the, in the summer and, and you being so sensitive to it, you said that, you know, and yet yeah. you were still able to to uh, get by. So we're we even we're... had power outages, you know, with you got the fans going and it feels yeah. okay, it's hot, but then when the fans go out for four hours or so mm -hmm. during your power outages, um, yeah, it gets a little warm, but God did protect me. I didn't get heat <laughs> at all. So <laughs> that's good that and, and you bring up a good point there is there are still uh, blackouts occurring in in cuba mainly because they have a diesel shortage and uh, they use diesel to generate their power um, and so when they are short um, there are blackouts across the island and uh, so it's hard as you can imagine that uh, that affects everything in the in their life um, from a you know, uh, just comfort standpoint, but also refrigeration of food and, and, uh, being able to just get around at night. And, uh, so, uh, those are some of the things that are, that are still happening there, but, uh, but Cheryl was able to go down and just, uh, support that Aprendo Moss Saturday school. That's something that's big within the ministry that we're really trying to roll out nationwide, but it's been, um, really, they've been working on it in Havana the most. And uh, but we'll look forward to seeing how that can uh, be 
an effective part of ministering to the kids and families uh, on the rest of the island through the through our network of uh, pastors and leaders. So, so thanks for doing that, Cheryl. That's uh, that's amazing. So we love that. All right. So I, I, you mentioned that you are already surprised by uh, by just the. Um, uh, the, the fervent nature of, of the believers there. And, um, I've mentioned many times that the church is, is not underground in Cuba. It's legal to have a church. Uh, so you can go to services and you can see those things out, out in the open. Um, and in fact, we did some street evangelism. We did a, a performance, uh, there in one of the, the neighborhoods and, and those churches have now that went with us to those areas, they have now, uh, gone back into those neighborhoods and have started some of these children's programs um, and uh, also have been talking to the adults there as well. So it's so really a, a fun thing to see how, how God's at work there. Um, so, you know, Cuba, we talked about this, Cheryl, that, that Cuba affected me. You know, I didn't know why I was supposed to go to Cuba either when I went my first time. So I, I very much relate to that. But um, so how do you, how do you think you're different today? You, you mentioned a a hole in, in your heart for, for being able to, to serve kids and such. And so how do you feel like you're, you're different today now that you're connected to Cuba? Well, I feel, first of all, just very blessed. That hole has been completely filled up. Um, I mean, my kids are still my kids and I still <laughs> love them, of course, but I just felt a need to serve. I've been serving, um, my own children for so many years and, um, this God has just blessed me beyond belief. I mean, I have just felt so fulfilled. Um, I have very good friends in Cuba who would have known back in January that I would have people, I call some of my best friends that are located in Cuba of all places. Um, so it, it's just been amazing to see how God is working even in my life. Um, the things I used to complain about, um, I try not to complain anymore. You know, those things like, oh, they're out of so-and-so at the grocery store or whatever. I'm like, wow, look at what we have at our grocery stores. Look how blessed we are in this country, how much we have. And he's just kind of changed, God's changed my attitude towards, towards what we have and how can I be a blessing with those things for other people, if that makes any sense, or what I'm trying to say. It, it sure does. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to use your resources to, to help others is, uh, it's a, it's a great perspective change. I, I know that I had it as well. So, um, that's wonderful to hear. So, um, well, Cheryl, you clearly have become an ambassador for us really for the work that, uh, that God has given us to do in Cuba. Um, so what are you saying to others now? You're a store owner. You've been just so fantastic. She's raised money for uh, this this church in Havana that has this Saturday program, the Oprendo Mas. And so what what do you say when you're talking to, to people who come into the store and uh, and share with them? Well, first of all, I wonder if people are getting tired of me talking about it because <laughs> I talk about Cuba all the time now. Right, right. <laughs> um, I, they were able to, in my small town, to write a wonderful article about what I'm doing in the newspaper, which is fantastic. And I keep that there on the counter. I have a little, you know, little chip jar, change jar where people can drop things, um, donations for Cuba. Um, the good thing is, is on my last trip, when I took all those suitcases full of things, of course, I had fun shopping for the children 
children because I have no little kids to shop for, but so did my customers. They would bring in bags of school supplies and they loved it. And so we had a box in the corner and they would drop off um, things for me to bring. And then afterwards I took photos of the kids with some of these things and shared it on my on my Facebook page for the store. And um, people just love getting connected. You know, they gave a headband and then they see a child wearing the headband or whatever. It's just, it's just a nice way for people who maybe can't go to Cuba or not in the position right now to actually, you know, fill that connection. And of course, people are now coming up to me saying, okay, we want to go with you next year. So I'm hoping to put together some teams to to go down there also, because everybody's been hearing me talk about it so much that they want to join too. And I've had some local organizations ask me to speak um, at their organization. So I've been sharing, I can't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I've just got so much joy about Cuba that I just, have to share it with everybody I meet. So like I said, I hope they're not getting tired of hearing it because I'm going to keep talking about it, but um, they seem pretty excited and people are fascinated and people who at first were like, Cuba are like, Oh, tell me more. How was your trip? You know, what happened? So I think people are starting to open their hearts, hearts up to the possibility of helping in Cuba. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I experienced the same thing. And, and when we're uh, blessed to be able to do uh, a Cuba coffee hour with people where uh, our executive director will come and make uh, coffee for a, a small group of, uh, of people and we can share about the ministry and things like that. It's a really, really just a, an effective way of being able to, to share. And so um, Cheryl has, has many opportunities to do those things. So we're looking forward to expanding that relationship up in the Virginia area and, uh, and really hoping to, to be able to talk to some of the, uh, the churches and the organizations that she's in contact with uh, up there as well. God, God's been amazing about how he's, he's connected us to, to people in different parts of the country. Uh, Cheryl, I wanted to share with you that I actually had a person contact me because they heard that CBN interview and he's in Minnesota. He actually drove down and met with me um, on Monday. And so um, so as a result of, of you making that call and us having that interview, uh, the word also got out to, to somebody else who now is interested in serving in Cuba. And uh, so that's, that's the way that God works, right? He, he works when we take steps of faith to go and serve. Um, he takes multiple steps towards us and shows us how he works. And so I think that's, uh, that's one of the blessings that we get to share uh, on the On Mission podcast here is just how God is connecting us and how the, those, those people, those wonderful people like yourself, Cheryl, are then serving uh, alongside the body of Christ in Cuba. And we are all edified by that within the body of Christ, right? We're all lifted up. We're all built up. Um, and God uh, shows us incredible joy and um, that meaning, that life of meaning and purpose, right? That that uh, that we have, uh, that abundant life that Jesus says that He offers. Um, we get to feel it, right? We get to have that meaning and purpose in our life. So, um, so any other final words you wanted to share with anybody about Cuba and about your experiences there? Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that news with me. That is very exciting. Um, that was just one of those cases of here I am, God use me. Um, I just, he said, contact CBN. I'm like, I don't know anybody at CBN. I have no connections, but here we go. (laughs) Just wrote an email and boom, I said yes right away and um, contacted region university and 
they said yes. And um, it wasn't any doing of mine. It was all God, because like I said, I didn't have the connections. I just said, here I am, God, use me. And that's what I've been trying to do with Cuba. I'm excited to see what God has in store for the future, because I don't know. I don't know when my next trip is. I'm hoping it's soon, but I'm trying to just let God show me because I'm a planner and I love to plan and I love to to have everything set in a schedule, but I'm trying to just step back and say, okay, God, you show me when it's time, show me what's needed. Um, I don't want it to be my needs. I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about him and God and how I can serve him. So I'm trying just to sit back and wait for that next opportunity. Hopefully it's soon, but um, I'm just waiting on God's timing because um, he's doing very exciting things in Cuba. And I'm just so excited. I get to be just a tiny little part of it, you know, and, and help participate in it. So I thank you all for what you're doing. It's, it's amazing work. Thank you. Yeah. We, uh, we talked a lot about partnership and that's, that's our future is our, our, our partnership with different people, uh, different individuals, different ministries, different churches. And so uh, we're excited about the future and, and what God has in store for us, because it seems like he's really lining things up to, to, uh, to do some even greater things than what he's done, which is hard to believe because it's been an incredible year. It really has. So, um, so thanks Cheryl for being with us today. Thanks for sharing your story. And we look forward to many, many more trips with you. All right. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it also. Thank you. All right. Take care. Being in a communist country, I wasn't sure, you know, how you could even have churches in Cuba, but the churches are growing. They're on fire. The going to a church service there was just amazing. I mean, I just gave me goosebumps. It was just, people were just, you could just see the love for God in those services. And I've been enjoying learning about how they're raising up new pastors, got to visit a seminary there, got to see even just like the, the pastors underneath the main pastor, they're bringing them up to fill in their positions in the future. They're teaching the children. They're working with youth and, and young ladies and young adults. They've got theater programs, dance programs. It's just amazing what's happening over there in Cuba. And I really connected with with my friend Yaima now, I've met her on our second trip and she's just really been instrumental in starting a Saturday morning program there in Havana where the children come, they get fed breakfast. They get a lot of love. School's there. You know, the teachers all make the same salary. Uh, they don't have the supplies they need. They lose motivation. And so they actually, through this Apprendo program, well, it's called different things at different places, but Apprendo Moss is what she calls it. They reinforce what the children learn during the school week. So they have their curriculum. So kind of gives the kids a leg up. They get to learn with very enthusiastic volunteer teachers. And then of course they incorporate Bible songs and Bible studies too. And the children just are excited to go to school on a Saturday, which is amazing because most kids don't want to go back to school on their Saturdays, but these kids are just eager to learn and eager to see the teachers. The teachers greet them with hugs and handshakes and high fives. And it's just been wonderful to see how they're trying to raise up the, the young children. And of course, when you read, reach the children, you also reach the families. So just seeing that love and the joy is just overwhelming. This last trip I took actually brought school supplies for the school in the beginning of the school year and just things like markers and pencils and crayons and just joy the kids got out of seeing those brand new school supplies that our kids get excited about at the beginning of the school year. These kids 
don't usually see this. And they were just so excited, all the bright colors and such. So it was such a wonderful experience to be part of it. They kept thanking me, but I was the one that was getting the blessing. You know, I just got such a huge blessing from seeing that. So Absolutely. It's been, uh, it's been fun to talk to you about your, your trip down there. And you know, that was what the end of August, I guess, was it? Yeah. Was end it, of August, it, beginning of September. God's it was laughing. hot down there, right? Yeah. God's laughing <laughs> um, because he knows how much I can't stand the heat. I am not a person who likes heat. Yeah. And so I go during the hottest part of the year during yeah. hurricane season. Mm-hmm. I went by myself this time with three suitcases, a backpack, a roll on carry on and a fishing vest with pockets full of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, not a great time. I really, really had a great time. I'm glad I didn't get stopped at any security along the way with all my stuff. But right. I made it. <laughs> right. Well, I'm convinced that God protects people from the heat when they go down there because it can get it can get rough in the in the summer. And and you being so sensitive to it, you said that you know, and yet yeah. you were still able to get by. So we're we even we're... had power outages. You know, with you got the fans going and it feels yeah. okay. It's hot, but then when the fans go out for four hours or so mm-hmm. during your power outages. Yeah, it gets a little warm, but God did protect me. I didn't get heat sick at all. So <laughs> that's good. That and you bring up a good point. There is there are still uh, blackouts occurring in in Cuba mainly because they have a diesel shortage and they use diesel to generate their power. And so when they are short, there are blackouts across the island. And so it's hard, as you can imagine, that uh, that affects everything in the in their life from a you know, just comfort standpoint, but also refrigeration of food and, and uh, being able to just get around at night. And so those are some of the things that are, that are still happening there. But, uh, but Cheryl was able to go down and just support that Aprendo Mas Saturday school. That's something that's big within the ministry that we're really trying to roll out nationwide, but it's been really, they've been working on it in Havana the most. And, but we'll look forward to seeing how that can be an effective part of ministering to the kids and families on the rest of the island through the through our network of pastors and leaders. So so thanks for doing that, Cheryl. That that's amazing. So we love that. All right. So I I you mentioned that you are already surprised by the fervent nature of of the believers there. And I've mentioned many times that the church is is not underground in Cuba. It's legal to have a church. So you can go to services and you can see those things out, out in the open. And in fact, we did some street evangelism. We did a performance there in one of the the neighborhoods. And and those churches have now that went with us to those areas, they have now uh, gone back into those neighborhoods and have started some of these children's programs and uh, also have been talking to the adults there as well. So so really a, a fun thing to see how, how God's at work there. So, you know, Cuba, we talked about this, Cheryl, that, that Cuba affected me. You know, I didn't know why I was supposed to go to Cuba either when I went my first time. So I, I very much relate to that. But so how do you how do you think you're different today? You, you mentioned a a hole in in your heart for for being able to to serve kids and such and so how do you feel like you're you're different today now that you're connected to Cuba? Well, I feel first of all just very blessed. That hole has been completely filled up. I mean, my kids are still my kids and I still love them, of course, but I just felt a need to serve. I've been serving my own children for so many years and this God has just blessed me beyond belief. I mean, I have just felt so fulfilled. I have very good friends in Cuba who would have known back in January that I would have people, I call some of my best friends that are located in Cuba of all places. So 
it's just been amazing to see how God is working even in my life. The things I used to complain about, I try not to complain anymore. You know, those things like, oh, they're out of so-and-so at the grocery store or whatever. I'm like, wow, look at what we have at our grocery stores. Look how blessed we are in this country, how much we have. And he's just kind of changed, God's changed my attitude towards towards what we have and how can I be a blessing with those things for other people, if that makes any sense, what I'm trying to say. It, it sure does. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to use your resources to, to help others is uh, it's a, it's a great perspective change. I, I know that I had it as well. That's wonderful to hear. So, well, Cheryl, you clearly have become an ambassador for us really for the work that, uh, that God has given us to do in Cuba. So what are you saying to others now? You're a store owner. You've been just so fantastic. She's raised money for this, this church in Havana that has this Saturday program, the Oprendo Mas. And so what what do you say when you're talking to, to people who come into the store and share with them? Well, first of all, I wonder if people are getting tired of me talking about it because <laughs> I talk about Cuba all the time now. Right. <laughs> they were able to, in my small town, to write a wonderful article about what I'm doing in the newspaper, which is fantastic. And I keep that there on the counter. I have a little, you know, little chip jar, change jar where people can drop things, donations for Cuba. And the good thing is, is on my last trip, when I took all those suitcases full of things, of course, I had fun shopping for the children because I have no little kids to shop for, but so did my customers. They would bring in bags of school supplies and they loved it. And so we had a box in the corner and they would drop off things for me to bring. And then afterwards, I took photos of the kids with some of these things and shared it on my on my Facebook page for the store and people just love getting connected. You know, they gave a headband and then they see a child wearing the headband or whatever. It's just, it's just a nice way for people who maybe can't go to Cuba or not in the position right now to actually, you know, fill that connection. And of course, people are now coming up to me saying, okay, we want to go with you next year. So I'm hoping to put together some teams to to go down there also, because everybody's been hearing me talk about it so much that they want to join too. And I've had some local organizations ask me to speak at their organization. So I've been sharing, I can't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I've just got so much joy about Cuba that I just have to share it with with everybody I meet. So like I said, I hope they're not getting tired of hearing it because I'm going to keep talking about it, but they seem pretty excited and people are fascinated and people who at first were like, Cuba are like, Oh, tell me more. How was your trip? You know, what happened? So I think people are starting to open their hearts, hearts up to the possibility of helping in Cuba. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I experience the same thing. And, and when we're blessed to be able to do a Cuba coffee hour with people where our executive director will come and make coffee for a small group of people and we can share about the ministry and things like that. It's a really, really just a, an effective way of being able to, to share. And so Cheryl has has many opportunities to do those things. So we're looking forward to expanding that relationship up in the Virginia area and really hoping to to be able to talk to some of the churches and the organizations that she's in contact with up there as well. God, God's been amazing about how he's He's connected us to, to people in different parts of the country. Uh, Cheryl, I wanted to share with you that I actually had a person contact me because they heard that CBN interview and he's in Minnesota he actually drove down and met with me on Monday. 
And so as a result of, of you making that call and Wes having that interview, the word also got out to, to somebody else who now is interested in serving in Cuba. And so that's, that's the way that God works, right? He, he works when we take steps of faith to go and serve. He takes multiple steps towards us and shows us how he works. And so I think that's, uh, that's one of the blessings that we get to share on the On Mission podcast here is just how God is connecting us and how the, those those people, those wonderful people like yourself, Cheryl, are then serving uh, alongside the body of Christ in Cuba. And we are all edified by that within the body of Christ, right? We're all lifted up, we're all built up, and God shows us incredible joy. And that life of meaning and purpose, right, that we have, uh, that abundant life that Jesus says that he offers, we get to feel it, right? We get to have that meaning and purpose in our life. So any other final words you wanted to share with anybody about Cuba and about your experiences there? Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that news with me. That is very exciting. That was just one of those cases of here I am, God used me. I just, he said, contact CBN. I'm like, I don't know anybody at CBN. I have no connections, but here we go. <laughs> just wrote an email and boom, I said yes right away and um, contacted Region University and they said yes. And it wasn't any doing of mine. It was all God, because like I said, I didn't have the connections. I just said, here I am, God, use me. And that's what I've been trying to do with Cuba. I'm excited to see what God has in store for the future, because I don't know. I don't know when my next trip is. I'm hoping it's soon, but I'm trying to just let God show me because I'm a planner and I love to plan and I love to to have everything set in a schedule, but I'm trying to just step back and say, okay, God, you show me when it's time, show me what's needed. I don't want it to be my needs. I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about him and God and how I can serve him. So I'm trying just to sit back and wait for that next opportunity. Hopefully it's soon, but I'm just waiting on God's timing because he's doing very exciting things in Cuba. And I'm just so excited. I get to be just a tiny little part of it, you know, and, and help participate in it. So and I thank you all for what you're doing. It's, it's amazing work. Thank you. Yeah. We, we talked a lot about partnership and that's the, that's our future is our, our partnership with different people, different individuals, different ministries, different churches. And so uh, we're excited about the future and, and what God has in store for us, because it seems like he's really lining things up to do some even greater things than what he's done, which is hard to believe because it's been an incredible year. It really has. So thanks, Cheryl, for being with us today. Thanks for sharing your story. And we look forward to many, many more trips with you. All right. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it also. Thank you. All right. Take care.